this is what's really going on in the United States. You have the elites, the 0.0001%, the swarm, as I call it. They're controlling all of this globally. But in the United States, Sean, they have made elections be selections. So that's the first thing. And they violate democracy in the following way. How do they violate democracy? They violate democracy because in 1776, the elites of the time, the merchants who wanted us to fight against the king, gave the peasants, you know, the Bill of Rights, hey, fight with us, right? But they always kept, Sean, they did, um, you know, one step back and two steps forward, right? Because, you know, the lawyers of the time never let their nobility go away. You see what I'm saying? They were fighting nobility, but you still left the remnants of that called the Esquire, the lawyers. So when you go to a judicial court system, you're actually going back like into the 12th century. Hey, friends. Thanks so much for coming on back to the show. That was Dr. Shiva Ayadori, and Shiva wanted to get back on the show to share with you a story about election meddling and election rigging in his own campaign that just happened the other day. It's beyond the pale, guys. Why? Because the deck is stacked. The DNC and the GOP have an absolute monopoly on this country, and everybody knows it. So in this conversation, we talk about the controlled opposition dialectic as Dr. Shiva sees it. Thanks for tuning in, friends. Before we start, just a quick word about our sponsor. If you're trying to navigate market turbulence, why not set your course to Noble Gold Investments? With global uncertainty looming, your savings and retirement plan is under siege. But there's one asset that has stood the test of time, and that's gold. Unlock peace of mind that comes with owning gold, the ultimate safe haven. And if precious metals are new to you, Noble Gold Investments will hold your hand through the entire process. They have a team of experts who will guide you every step of the way. Thousands of investors have sheltered their retirement savings with Noble Gold Investments. Now, always do your own due diligence, and there's no investment guarantee of any type with any investment. But with gold at an all-time high and looking to climb much further, this may be the perfect time. Open a Noble Gold Investments IRA and secure your future with a free 3-ounce Silver American Virtue coin. Act now before it's too late. Call 877-646-5347 and claim your free silver coin before it's gone. Or just visit noblegoldinvestments.com right now. It's the gold company I trust. The link is below. Hey, friends, welcome back. Thank you so very much for tuning in. It's Sean from SGT Report here with some breaking news. I wanted to get Dr. Shiva Ayadori back on the line because the election rigging continues in earnest. And are you all sick of it yet? I mean, we live in a banana republic. I joked before I hit record that today we were going to be talking about our stinking, rotten, horrible, criminal federal government. And in fact, we will do just that. Let me welcome Dr. Shiva. How are you, Doc? I'm good, Sean. How are you? Good. Thanks for coming back to the show. Welcome back. I want to start with a piece of topical news, and I want your opinion on this. My friend Liz Churchill, who I've had on the show, asks this question over on Twitter. Can anyone please tell me how it's possible that the World Economic Forum has precise knowledge of disease X? Well, what is she talking about? This comes from the World Economic Forum with fresh warnings from the World Health Organization that an unknown disease X could result in 20 times more fatalities than the Rona virus pandemic. What novel efforts are needed to prepare healthcare systems for the multiple challenges ahead? Doc, I'm coming back to you. No, go back to that, Sean. It's interesting. Go look at the bottom of that. If you can bring it back up, it says this session is linked to the Partnership for Health System 
sustainability, you see, and resilience and the collaborative surveillance initiative of the World Economic Forum. See those words, um, Sean, health system, sustainability, Mm -hmm. resilience. These are systems terms, okay? So these are from system science. So whoever's doing all of this stuff, and this is why I keep saying, Sean, that the, the elites understand system science. Resilience is a very, very powerful term that comes out of systems theory, right? And you notice they call it health systems, you say. So I think people need to understand that, you know, most of my life, Sean, has been around understanding system science. When I say that, people just think, oh, system science. Oh, just some word. No, system science is a foundation of the modern world. It is the principles that you learn in engineering uh, system science. It's the principle, Sean, that the elites actually go to Kennedy School of Government at the Fletcher School of Law Diplomacy, the Woodrow Wilson School or Harvard, MIT, and they learn these uh, principles and the science and the math. And using that, Sean, they are able to use it to manipulate 8 billion people, as I talked in the Shatter the Swarm video. And it's very important for people to understand this, that about 10 to 20,000 people know this. George Soros is considered one of the leaders in the field in what's called reflexivity theory. Um, Kissinger learned it. And so I used to teach it at MIT, Sean, you know, and I took it to a level where I fa- discovered in my Fulbright that those systems principles interrelate directly to ancient systems of medicine and yoga that date back, you know, 10, 20,000 years. These are principles that everyone should know, Sean, not just a few. So when you see that terminology, right, as a system scientist, those guys who put that together are planning something. So in system science, you have a goal. That's one of the first principles of the nine principles. You have the you have the system and, the, and, and in order to achieve your goal, you make decisions. The decision making aspect of a of, of, of this entire process is called the controller which decides what inputs it's going to put into, in this case, society, to get an output, right? So in this case, the output that they're putting in that letter is uh, basically uh, telegraphing, we want 20 times more people to die, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Or depopulation. So, and then they watch which way things are going. Okay, more people getting sick or more people getting fat, dumb, and happy. Great, we're just very happy. They have sensors. That's one of the other parts of, of a system the sensors are all the surveillance tools that they use, all the data gathering. And so they say, we want to go here and we're getting the results here. More people are getting fat, dumb and happy. Great. We do keep doing more of that. Oops. Some people are starting to get smart. They're watching Dr. Shiva's videos on truth, freedom, health. They're joining his movement. Okay. Let's create Vivek the snake, Ramaswamy. Okay. We need a brown guy who talks anti-establishment stuff to peel away people from Dr. Shiva so they don't create a movement. You say- so they're constantly wa- have a goal. They're watching which way the world is moving. They're making adjustments, no different than the autopilot. And this is a control system. Now, there's many, a couple of other principles like transport, conversion, storage. But the point is, the elites understand system science. You know, PhDs or engineering undergraduates and graduates learn this. And a lot of people don't understand this engineering systems principles. It's what's being used to manipulate and control large masses of people. So when I see a letter like that, and they say they're going to put out disease X, they're laying out their goal, they're talking about resilience, sustainability. These are all uh, parameters that come from systems theory, Sean. So that 
is not some innocuous letter. Behind that letter is a tremendous amount of planning and knowledge. That's because I see it in those buzzwords right there. You know, it's very nefarious. When I see those words, resilience and sustainability, they strike me as being Rockefeller buzzwords for UN Agenda 2030. You know, resilient yeah, yeah, yeah. cities, strong well, cities, all this nonsense. It's all UN Agenda 2030, and it's a depop plan. That's exactly right. what it is. Reduce carbon emissions to zero by 2050, which they now want to fast track. God help us. Shiva, God help us. So, Sean, the way out of this, right, is um, we need to have, we don't need to have everyone, Sean, but enough people to understand the systems principles that they're using and the systems dynamics of what they're doing, of how they have a bunch of inputs they can do. They have a whole allotment of these quote-unquote fake leaders, quote-unquote fake anti-establishment people that they keep inputting, right? I don't know if you saw the Swarm video, Sean, which we went over. That mm-hmm. video lays out that they have these front-end people, celebrities, you know, the hoax of false heroes from Trump to Booby, Kennedy to whoever, to manipulate people to keep them stuck to the swarm while they do their agenda, you say? So they have calculated this literally a part of the machinery. Oh, we need some more of that. Oops, we need some more of this. Oh, we need to bring this player in because we need to keep the sheep herded towards this direction. If they're moving away, they have a problem. So what also turns out, Sean, in system science, there's another phenomenon called self-organizing systems. So the issue is once you sort of step back And if you're one of us and you get this, you go, wow, this is pretty interesting. So if you take the mass of 8 billion people, you know, they're like people, individual people make their own decisions. But together, the collective from the distance is this one wild set of reactions that's taking place, Sean. And what the elites are using system science for is to control these reactions so that they can move these 8 billion people in the way that they want. Now, what happens if we now understand system science and we're not for the goal of power, profit, control, but we're for a very different set of metrics, which is what I call truth, freedom, health. And if you're for truth, freedom, health, now this is a very different dynamic. So if you're for truth, freedom, health, you as the individual, let's say all among those 8 billion people are recognizing you're self-reflecting, Sean, and you're recognizing the system dynamics. You understand these nine principles of systems they're using against you. Now you start getting outside of the quote-unquote swarm, okay? And if enough people do that, what then happens? I can't predict what'll happen. What I can tell you, it's not just me knowing it or you or five people, but in my view, you know, you need about 2,500 to 1,000 poor people learning it and about 50,000 people learning this the actual physics. So they can write and say, oh, Gandhi was a bullshitter. He wasn't a hero. You know, he was actually used by the British to bring people, Indians, to make sure they didn't ever have a good revolution. Martin Luther King, he said a lot of good things, but he was a tool of the Kennedys to make sure the civil rights movement didn't really um, build infrastructure in the inner, inner cities. They made it over black and white. You see, it is not the obvious establishment, Sean, that is the input that the elites have, but they have, as we talked about in your last show, the great deception is these multiple daggers of input that they have of the not so obvious establishment. And that's what I mean. They understand system science. So in system science, you may have multiple inputs, multiple outputs, Sean, that's called a multi-input, multi-output system, MIMO, or multi-input, single output, MISO, believe it or not, or single input, multiple output. So 
when you look at an airplane, an airplane has multiple inputs, multiple outputs. You see what I'm saying? And there's a physics, there's a science. Without the science, we wouldn't have auto- automatic pilots on Boeing 747s. We wouldn't have most of the technologies we have in our homes today. System science is a foundation of this. So that's why, you know, I really, really am a big believer and a big proponent. And I've tried to make it accessible to everyone. They should go to truthfreedomhealth.com and understand system science. And those people who support our campaign, you know, we help them learn all this, Sean. But without this knowledge, it's like basically, you're basically, uh, it's very easy to become gullible in all of this. And that's what they want. They want people to be gullible. But they know exactly what they're doing, Sean. And for example, today, Thursday at 8 p.m. EST, and we do this, and at 11 a.m., I'll run a town hall, and we'll be talking about the healthcare system. You say the next week in our town hall, we'll be talking about the environment system. So we teach people how to apply system science to um, really unravel these very complex problems, Sean, or people will go in this direction or that direction and get used by one of the charlatans. Well, let me ask you a question. I'll show this first. Yep. Police storm presidential palace in Poland and arrest conservative politicians. People are marching in the streets and demonstrating now in Poland. So what is the system's science of tyranny? Because the whole system is turning overtly tyrannical as people around the world wake up. Again, we had this conversation when you were on the other day, the Great Reset versus the Great Awakening. People are waking up in droves. Therefore, the system by nature is becoming more overtly tyrannical globally, Shiva. So what is the system science yeah. of tyranny? Yeah. So so if you think about it, so if you, I, I wish I had a diagram here. I should probably draw one, Sean. But if you look at a system, there's a goal, there's an output, and here's a system. So once you set a goal, the controllers of the systems send inputs into the system. So you have goal, controller, input. That input, Sean, affects three forces, motion or movement, freedom. It affects truth, right, science, and it affects the infrastructure. So they can control those three forces. And then the output they seek, as we're talking about, is maximization of power, profit, and control. So they have sensors which see this now. So the control mechanism of tyranny, right, um, in many, most countries, they don't even have the First Amendment, as you know, Sean, right? People don't even have the right to speak openly, hand out a flyer, right? Um, and and most of the Commonwealth countries do not have this. Now, the supposition was that the American Revolution took place, so we would have the First Amendment and a whole set of Bill of Rights to do that. And But that was predicated on the fact that you had an educated citizen region. Sean, who understood those (laughs) rights and would fight for them, right? So what's happening now is that we are making people fat, dumb, and lazy. That's the input that the the, uh, swarm is putting in, and the output they're getting is fat, dumb, and lazy people, right? And that's what they want. Yeah, but let me push gently and just point out that on January 6th, thousands and thousands and thousands of informed patriots showed up at the state capital, the nation's capital, for a redress of grievances over the stolen election. These are informed people. These are people who are taking peaceful action. And what did the system do? It turned more overtly tyrannical by persecuting those people and putting many of them in jail. And they're continuing to only ramp up to that end. Now they want to put people in jail 
who just merely showed up in Washington, D.C., not even related to that event. They're, the FBI is now investigating people who just landed in D.C. that day for other reasons. So yeah. overt tyranny is the system science of this criminal government. Right. So, Sean, if you go back to January 6th, you know, um, a few days before that in Massachusetts, I had actually hired a bus and we were going to go down. OK, we had about 50 people. And the last minute, I think on the third or fourth, I saw this really weirdo guy. If you ever seen this guy, Ali Alexander, he looks like Sammy Davis Jr. You know what I'm mm-hmm. talking about? Yep. And many, two, I think in 2017, 2018, one of our volunteers wanted to bring this guy around our campaign. And I got the heebie-jeebies from him, okay? And um, he was running Stop the Steal. And he was at Trump's White House. And that, and you know, at, at, up until that point, uh, Sean, I was starting to have lots of reservations about Trump. I'd been an early supporter, not just wearing a MAGA hat, putting up, you know, thousands of signs for him, giving him money. And I started seeing all these contradictions, you say, um, from the Operation Warp Speed to the support for Israel. I mean, you go down the list, okay? But when I saw this guy, Ali Alexander, running Stop the Steal, I said, this is really effed up, okay? And Trump was with him. And that's when I realized all the work that I had been doing, exposing election fraud, was being used by Trump and all these people. And I get into the details for essentially making money. So I called off that trip, Sean. And I said, "Some something bad is going to happen. Okay? It was very good intuition I had. And in fact, that's what happened. And that, what the swarm is doing is they know people are getting awakened. So they are creating honeypots, Sean, to sucker people in. And this is what we have to recognize. As people wake up, they want to find the people who are passionate, but do not have the right training yet, right? Because if you're going to build a movement, right, there's certain things that we need to do in a right way. So they found those people, Sean, and they set that up. And Trump was part of it. No one should deny him, Pelosi, the entire establishment was part of this. They wanted to find those people who cared and they suckered them in. And a lot of them are in jail. Okay. And so the swarm is getting the tyrannical input they're putting in. They say, wow, there is going to be independent movements and leaders. So we're going to create fake leaders and we're going to direct people to these events or to these people so we can have a hold on them, Sean. And that is what I call these events that they'll do, right? Contel Pro type stuff we talked about, right? To sucker people in. So let me give you in elections, um, as we've discussed for many years now, Sean, I have experienced what I call the multi-layered system of election fraud. You know, when we spoke in 2020, I discovered the election fraud stuff that they do on election day, right? Like the signature verification, the flipping of votes, deleting ballot images, like chain of custody, et cetera. But this occurs on election day. That, But if we step back, Sean, and we think about this as a king who wants to protect his kingdom, he has multiple layers of protection, right? He has his guards, his palace guards. Then he's got the walls. Then he's got the moat. And then maybe he has some alligators in the moat. You see what I'm saying? They have multiple layers. So in order to protect their forces of power, profit, and control, the swarm, they have ensured that the an election fraud system in this place, and it and that system is highly resilient. 
And resilience here means it has multiple backup systems, right? So if when I unravel this after I share, I'll share with what happened to one of our volunteers just this past Sunday where he goes to collect ballots, ballot signatures, a working class, hard working class guy in Kentucky. Sean, I'll come back to give you the details. Not only is he arrested and handcuffed, but then he is put in jail and strip search and cavity search on. And then his money is stolen by the police. And I'll get to that. Yeah. And let me just interject. So that took place, I believe, on January 7th. That was really the real election fraud breaking news I wanted to share here. Let me just show one thing here, because as we talk about the system of tyranny, MediaMatters.org, Media Matters for America is one of these control systems they use to implement their tyranny. And I just want to remind people what Media Matters for America said about this show this channel sgt report when i was on youtube you know what the violation is they claim guys yeah the violation they claim got me kicked off of youtube on october 15th 2020 on the back of this hit piece was voter suppression and election misinformation in the screen grab that they put wow. in the article is of you and me having a conversation about your election being stolen wow man so welcome to upside down world doc wow no stay there sean so that occurred if you look at the date Look at that date, Sean, September 30th, 2020. Mm-hmm. That's a very important date, Sean, because on that two day, five days before that, Sean, is when I was thrown off Twitter for exposing the fact the government of Massachusetts had destroyed ballot images in violation of 52 USC 20701. You were one of the first people who had the courage and did real journalism to put us on. But everything we said in there was fully backed up. And then when we went into federal court in October, we actually won the preliminary injunction. So Media Matters, I don't know if the statute of limitations is on this, Sean, but they should be sued. Okay, but we should go back after them. But to everyone listening, you have this is what's really going on in the United States. You have the elites, the point oh 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 one percent, the swarm, as I call it. They're controlling all of this globally. But in the United States, Sean, they have made elections be selections. So that's the first thing. And they violate democracy in the following way. How do they violate democracy? They violate democracy because in 1776, the elites of the time, the merchants who wanted us to fight against the king, gave the peasants, you know, the Bill of Rights, hey, fight with us, right? But they always kept, Sean, they did, um, you know, one step back and two steps forward, Right. Because, you know, the lawyers of the time never let their nobility go away. You see what I'm saying? They were fighting nobility, but you still left the remnants of that called the esquire, the lawyers. So when you go to a judicial court system, you're actually going back like into the 12th century. So even though America had all of these Bill of Rights and we had the executive branch, the separation of powers, but the judicial branches, it's like still in the medieval stages. All right. But we need to recognize that. They created stop gaps or ways that we fully couldn't exercise our freedom, Sean, in particularly doing the election system. So when we did that video on September 30th of 2020, Sean, we were talking about the end part of that system that they have, right? By the time you're fighting the palace guards, if you breached the moat and you breached their walls, right, where you've actually gotten on the ballot and you've gotten visibility, that's when they do the other game where they have they delete um, ballot images, they flip votes, and then they finally just eliminate, you know, uh, do the uh, do the 
uh, bad curing of ballot signatures. But if we go way before that, Sean, the first part of this entire election fraud system is to deny visibility, Sean. Who gets to even have access in the United States to the 330 million people? Who gets their eyeballs, okay? And that visibility containment is where the election fraud begins. So overnight, you know, they can take Tulsi Gabbard and she's on Fox News everywhere. Overnight, they take this guy Vivek the Snake. (coughs) Overnight, he's everywhere, right? So they have this ability to literally create the stage of who is a protagonist and the antagonist and all the controversies, Biden, Trump, da-da-da-da-da, right? They own that stage. And so that's step one in the election fraud system. Who gets visibility? Step two, so, so in Massachusetts, again, by way of example, in 2020, when we were running at that time, Sean, you remember, they didn't want to, I got signatures. I was supposed to be on the ballot uh, stage. They never denied, uh, kept, had ever had any um, uh, debates. They canceled debates, Sean. In 2020, when I ran against Elizabeth, 2018, when I ran against Elizabeth Warren as an independent, they cheated us from bringing on the debate. I had to file a lawsuit. So I have been through this aspect of where they deny you bona fide visibility. All right. Um, what did we do? Well, we went grassroots. We built a movement. You know, we had people giving us $1, $5. We raised $2 million and we got billboards. We got 25,000 lawn signs out there. We mobilized. So we screwed them in 2018 and 2020 in the Senate election year. Massachusetts are like, shit, this guy knows how to get out there. So we breached their moat, okay? Then they thought um, they were going to stop us from getting on the ballot. To everyone listening, if you decide to run for office, dog catcher, school committee, Senate, president, one of the barriers to entry is that you have to get on the ballot. So if there's five, if, if there's five dog catchers running in your local town, every dog catcher may have to go get 50 people to say, oh, yeah, I want Bob to run as dog catcher. That gets you on the ballot, okay? That's a um, pa- passage, uh, that uh, uh, something you have to do to get on the ballot. When you run for Senate in Massachusetts, we had to get 10,000 signatures, which means you actually have to get 20,000 because if they don't like you, they dismiss half of your signatures. And it's a lot of work, Sean. We mm-hmm. have to get volunteers. We have to go out in the cold. And then we have to battle the store managers who come out in front of a store. Oh, you can't collect. Police show up. We have to explain to them we have the right to collect signatures. There's been multiple Supreme Court rulings on this. You see? Now, so the GOP and the DNC don't need to do any of that. They just get on the ballot. And now, and I'll get to the Trump thing and what's going on in Colorado and with New York or Texas. The real fight is that when working people like myself Everyday people want one of their own, like me, on the ballot. What do they do? They make it very difficult to get on the ballot. You know what the other people do, Sean? They go cry like Booby F and Kennedy. Oh, I, 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 they're making it difficult to get on the ballot. Give me money. They collect money, Sean, and then they pay professional signature getters. $10 a signature, Sean. No, I know. Well, let's talk about what happened to your volunteer. So on January 7th, one of your volunteers was arrested and jailed and strip searched by Franklin, New York police. Franklin County, Franklin, Kentucky. Okay, okay. by Franklin, Kentucky police for legally collecting signatures in front of a Walmart. 
Yes. How does that work in, how does that work in uh, America with a K? So this is how it works in America. To get, to become, to get your name on the candidate for president, Sean, you have to collect around 1.5 million signatures. 1.5 million, okay? To collect 1.5 million si- signatures, you may interact, let's say, with 100 people who walk by. So that means you're going to interact with 15 million people. A lot of hard work. Every state has a different number of signatures you need to get on the ballot in every state. In Utah, you need 1,000 signatures. In Massachusetts, you need 10,000. In Florida, Sean, you need 130,000. Now, let's go to Kentucky. In Kentucky, the red state, right? The red state of the home of Rand Paul, Mitch McConnell, Thomas Massey, you have to get 5,000 signatures. How do you collect signatures? Your volunteers, you have to, first of all, have volunteers. If you're truly a bottoms-up campaign and you're not one of the scumbags of Democrats and Republicans who don't even have to do it, somehow they get a free pass. Or Kennedy who goes, begs the Zionists for money to give him and they give him money and then he can go pay people. We actually do the hard work to get on the ballot. So what do you got to do, Sean? You typically, the best place to collect signatures is in front of a Walmart, right? Or Target or these grocery stores because it's a high throughput area. Now, in 1980, and multiple court rulings since then, the Supreme Court did the right thing here. They said, you know what? Here's a predicate of law. During an election cycle, which is what we're in now, and if you're collecting ballot signatures, and you cannot be blocking the entrance to the store, as long as you're not, you're, you, those predicates are complied, You the, tra- the private property rights of even a property owner get superseded, Sean, by the individual's constitutional rights. Pretty powerful. That means I can go collect signatures, right? And meet my neighbors, because these are my neighbors that I'm meeting, say hello. And so when you go to collect signatures, you have your pad and you say, hi, Sean, um, we're looking to get a candidate on the ballot. Can you help? And a lot of people like to sign. So anyway, that's a background, okay? It's legally allowed. So our volunteer, a very nice gentleman, and who is this volunteer? He's an electrician. He works hard from 6 a.m. until 5 p.m. every day, okay? And he is our state leader in Kentucky, okay? He says, okay, I'm going to go collect signatures. We have a deadline. We've got to collect 5,000 signatures. So he goes by himself to the Walmart in Franklin, Kentucky, okay? He's got his pad. He's got his legal things in case he has to educate people. So he's collected around seven signatures, Sean. And one of the store people come on, they say, oh, you have to leave. You cannot collect signatures. Well, our volunteer says, no, I can. I'm not blocking anyone. I'm not harassing. It's an election cycle. The Prune Yard ruling, and there's a Glovsky versus Roach rulings. There's multiple Supreme Court rulings, which allow me at this point to collect signatures. That's it. So then the manager or the store guide then brings out two supervisors, and they think they're you know, 800-pound gorillas, a lot of macho talk, and they try to harass him. He says, no, I have the right to be here. Again, think about the point here, Sean, barrier to entry. It takes a lot to get a volunteer. Likes a lot to get people activated. Then they have to face this, Sean. Most people will say, okay, I'm going to leave. I'm afraid, right? This is the intimidation. Well, this volunteer stood firm because he has the right. Police show up, Sean. And and the police say, you have to... Re- re- uh, you have to leave, you're trespassing. And he says, no, your officer have a right to be here. As an aside, when I was out in Utah doing training, Sean, 
Again, three police cruisers showed up with cops. And I'm reasonably good. I've always been successful at explaining to them because I stand firm and they know I'm going to sue the shit out of them. And I say, look, we have a right to be here, officers. This is in Utah, right? And the officer said, oh, I get it. And he then he went and reprimanded the store manager. He said, in fact, they have a right to be here. But here, our volunteer was all alone and they took advantage of him. So the police say, you don't have a right to be here. He says, yes, I do. They handcuff him, Sean, put him in the back of a cruiser. He has his iPhone and he calls me. And I tell the police very cordial. I said, look, officer, um, the our volunteer has every right to be here. Kindly let him go. This is a First Amendment constitutional right during an election cycle to collect signatures. Basically, his approach was, I, I don't care what you, you, you do, whatever you want. I'm taking him in. They take him in, Sean. What do they do when they take him in? They take his wallet, his belongings, all that. Okay, apparently that's normal. Then they strip search him. Then they cavity search him. And on January 7th, I got up when I heard this and I said, we got to do something. So we went bottoms up. We got whatever media we could get on social and people were appalled. And we told people to call in to that police station. Well, hundreds of calls went in or thousands or whatever happened. And that evening they release him, Sean, on his own recognizance. But when they release him, Sean, he goes to collect his materials. He looks in his wallet. All of his money is stolen. So what does he have to do? He has to walk back in the middle of the night, back to his car, back to Walmart. And now we've had to get, you know, an attorney. And it's going to, we're not going to let this get away. But think about this. Think about now, step back. Walmart, multi-billion dollar. I think there's a Fortune 1 or Fortune 2 company. They sell a bunch of crap made in China. And we're and Chinese workers make that. And here is a police officer who should be trained in in the fact that elections are occurring, constitutional rights, shouldn't get his badge and his gun if he doesn't know that. But the swarm, Sean, purposely does not train these people. Purposely. I have to do the training. Our volunteers have to do the training. That's not our job, right? So that's the intimidation, the barriers to entry. How the hell can you collect signatures when you're doing this nonsense? So here's a police officer who defends the right of a multi-billion dollar company's property rights, which have been subsumed by the courts during an election cycle to collect signatures. It's there. It's It's been adjudicated. But the cops are protecting Walmart and the Waltons not this working class guy who actually is one of them who takes time off his day to get get me another working class you know representative for him so this is what's going on Sean the election fraud of denying ballot access and the intimidation that they do i mean who the hell would ever want to collect ballot signatures but we have hundreds of thousands of volunteers who come out Sean and anyone listening out there, it's very easy to tweet stuff and talk about stuff. But the literally the rubber, the ballot meets the road when you have to go out in the cold, Sean, by yourself and you're facing the state. Basically, you're facing tyranny right there because you have to deal with all this bullshit when the rights have already been set up. So what's happened is every minute that goes by, the American people don't even know their rights. When they exercise, many of them don't even know how to exercise their rights because that's training, right? And when they exercise their rights, in this case, individually, look what happens. Egregiously, falsely arrested, thrown in a car, 
I yeah. hate to say this cavity searched. It's not a criminal. It's, no. it's, 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 you know, strip searched a hardworking electrician. Unfucking believable. Excuse my language. Well, I know, man. And it's see, this is the thing. And it really begs the question, how close are we to the tyrannical tipping point? Because what you're describing is obviously election interference. And we're all sick and tired of the GOP and the DNC having a monopoly on these selections because that's what they have. And they set the bar so high that none of y'all can even get on the ballot in all 50. There you go. And then when your people try to help you get on the ballot, they get arrested for trespassing on phony trumped up charges. And it's disgusting. So let me ask you the brass tacks of where we're headed, because I'd love to see you as president. But let's talk about the reality of our situation. I know you don't like Vivek. You call him the snake, Vivek the snake. But uh, he's a whole lot better than DeSantis and Zionist Nikki Haley, because here's what we're starting to sense. I I would say he's worse, Sean. Okay, well, you can go there, but just to explain this to me then, because what it looks yeah. like the GOP is doing is they're positioning Zionist Nikki Haley with these phony baloney polls that now she's really trending and she's really, you know, there's an upsurge in support for Zionist Nikki Haley and DeSantis, it's being said, will be her VP pick. That's what they want to do because they want to railroad Trump. They want Trump off the ballot. They certainly don't want you on the ballot. So we might just be left with Zionist Nikki Haley and Ron DeSantis. Yeah, but you have to understand Trump is a Zionist. And Vivek the Snake is a Zionist. He's a bullshitter. He's part of the swarm. He's a fraud. I mean, you can go to the, the here's the difference, Sean. And this is a dynamic. This is a great deception. I, I hope everyone understands. And it, you know, this is where really the epiphany comes in. Okay. And this is where the change is going to come in. What they have done, Sean, the establishment is creating the theater so we don't go at the root cause. All right. And they do this every election cycle. As far as I remember when I was a kid in 1984, okay? If you remember, it was, it was at that point, it was Ronald Reagan running against a guy called Walter Mondale, okay? The left versus right. Then the establishment, they knew there was young people who didn't really like this. So you had the emergence of the Tea Party, which was starting, remember them? And you had Jesse Jackson. You remember him? Rainbow Coalition. I don't know if you remember him. So you bet I do. Yeah. What's that? The obvious establishment, Reagan versus Mondale, in order to keep the other people stuck to this fake election process, they have the Tea Party getting people riled up, which is the wing of the right. And then the wing of the left had Jesse Jackson. And he would say all sorts of anti-establishment things, Sean, and this is a critical thing, against Walter Mondale. And the Tea Party would say anti-establishment things against the establishment Republicans, you follow me? But whatever they say is done to entertain the masses. So because these two wings ultimately still corral them back to the establishment. So, you know, and I saw this in front of my own eyes in 84. A lot of young people are all excited. Well, Jesse Jackson, wow, he's saying anti-establishment stuff, da, 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 da. And what does he do, Sean? On the floor of the DNC, he says, well, you know, we have differences, but we must all come together, brothers and sisters, lesser of two evils. You remember that? So they made it red versus blue. And he corrals all these young people like a shepherd right into the arms of the Democratic Party. And and this was a role of Bernie Sanders. And this is the role of the wings of the right and the left. So what's happened, Sean, is now 
you have the obvious establishment candidates on the Republican side, okay, who is Haley, Christie left, you know, DeSantis. And on the left, you have Biden and probably that guy out in, uh, who's the guy out in, um, the governor guy out in uh, Newsom, okay? Whoever that's going to be. Gavin Newsom, House of Getty, I like to call him. Yeah, and he's probably going to come in on the last minute. That's what I predict, okay? But the wings of the the shoulders, the, the stalwart, obvious establishment shoulders need to create the drama, Sean. And this is the epiphany everyone needs to have. They know people are waking up, so they have Trump on the right acting like he's a martyr, okay? They have the Vivek the Snakes acting like he's anti-establishment. You got to understand, these people are as establishment as you get, but they are hired theater actors. And on the right, you have, you, you have or on the left, you had people like Tulsi Gabbard. Now they gave her attention and she's become sort of the left-right independent. You have the quote-unquote Booby Kennedy. So this year, this is very important to understand, they know because of the efforts of our movement, other independent media, that people are really understanding this dynamics. So unlike, you know, previous years where they just had the left fake anti-establishment candidate or the right, now they've created a Baskin-Robbins flavor, Sean. They know they need more people to keep people entertained. Vivek the Snake, bullshitter, said he was against affirmative action, took an affirmative action scholarship. Big Pharma brown noser. Trump brought in the swamp. Operation. I mean, you can go the line, all the Trumpers may have problems, but I supported Trump, but you have to wake up to reality. So they have Trump, they have Booby effing Kennedy, you know, if they could run Tulsi, Gabbard, they can, right? So they have created a Baskin-Robbins flavor of fake anti-establishment candidates. And the goal is this, Sean, what they're going to do is the following, okay? They know people are waking up and they want to build these independent movements, but they've created these fake anti-establishment candidates and you will see that they're going to once again create the fake establishment versus the not so obvious establishment dialectic okay on the left and the right you will see that but it is all controlled opposition opposition sean they will have red versus blue and that's what you're seeing with what's going on in texas and maine Ooh. Trump can't get on the ballot. Okay, we're going to take Biden off the ballot. But this is a relatively minor part when you consider what I just shared. The fact that you, I, working people running for president can never get on the ballot. So these are the organized crime families, you know, trying to play their games. So we get entertained, Sean. This is a critical thing. And fortunately, I learned this when I was 17, 18 and studied this. So this is how... The recurrent process of tyranny takes place. So when I said DeSantis and, and Haley, he's worse, I really mean that. You know DeSantis and Haley, like Malcolm X, said are wolves coming at your throat. But Vivek the Snake and Trump and people like that, they're the wolves who come from behind. All right? And, you know, I was on a show with a guy, young gentleman called Sneeko, and he said, Dr. Shiva, I support you. You know, and, But, you know, Vivek says some really good things. Yeah, that's why they have him. That's why they give him visibility. And this is the real deception, Sean. It's sort of part two of what we talked about before. They keep people stuck to these fake anti-establishment people. They actively create the theater, Sean, actively. Ooh, Trump is a martyr. Trump is not a fucking martyr. He's, he's actually a fake billionaire. He's never worked really in, in his life. 
Neither has Vivek the snake. They all come from the swarm. They they have the birth lottery. They move capital around. They've never had to build any companies like I've done bottoms up or everyday real entrepreneurs. These are fake guys who are part of the swarm. They have them do these bouts. So the masses, oh my God, Vivek said some great things. Ooh, Trump is being, got off the ballot. These are all organized crime families. The real heroes are people like me, you, who are out in the trenches fighting, Sean. These people don't come to help us in. Trump didn't help any of the January 6th people. My volunteer gets thrown in jail. We go help him. We're right there. Our volunteers go up to court. We fund him. We support him. You see? Very different. These people are faking it, Sean. And this is a consciousness that must take place. Trump is not a fucking victim. I can tell you, I've met with Trump. I met you people who are his advisors. <laughs> He's far from a victim, okay? They're all part of this one big cabal. And they are entertaining us. And you have to understand, Netanyahu is the one who put Trump into power. And I'm going to do a whole analysis of that based on the work of an investigative reporter. Yeah, Russia was a hoax, but the real truth was Israel put Trump into power. And everyone around Trump's circle is a Zionist hoodlum, just like everyone around Haley's circle, everyone around DeSantis' circle. You know, this fool, Vivek the Snake. How does this guy come out of nowhere? What has he done, Sean? Nothing. He's a bullshitter, professional con man. So this is where we're at. We as working people cannot be gullible anymore. We have to understand the system's dynamic. It may be hard because it's hard working every day. Your People want their saviors. Now they have to go collect signatures to get someone like me on the ballot, right? They have to do more work. They are hoping, oh, Trump, I hope is there. Ooh, let me choose the lesser of two evils. But this is where the lesser of two evils has got us, Sean, over the last 50 years. The life expectancy of the average American is going downward. Democrat, Republican, left, right, every celebrity, every Trump, every Clinton, every Vivek the Snake, every Tulsi Gabbard, every Nikki Haley, they've all done it to us, Sean. So we got to get a he- get our head out of the ass and realize they are, they are play- playing us, man. They're professional con men. Professional con men. Well... Let me just say this, just in the interest of full disclosure, if Trump is on the ballot in November, I will vote for him because Biden is a treacherous traitor. The most one of the most evil people I've ever seen in my entire life, the entire administration and the people behind him, like Obama, Susan Rice. I mean, they're all just vipers, in my opinion. I just want to say that for the audience, because, you know, I love to bring you on and you've got free reign. Anything you want to say, I don't even disagree with you for the most part. But let's but, uh, talk. Uh, November's but, coming one way or the other. And right now we have a criminal trader sitting in the White House with the borders wide open and 85,000 immigrant children trafficked. They've disappeared. But, Shiva. Sean, if you look at if you look at the numbers during Obama's time, very low illegal immigrants during Trump's time and Biden's time, it's about the same. I really want you to understand this phenomenon, because this is why no change will occur. And don't take this the wrong way. You know, I, I love you as a brother, but. This Trump is a not so obvious establishment. We know Biden is a a doofus, you know, whatever. Right. It's obvious. But yes, but Trump is also a puppet. And you have to understand this because what did Trump do in his four years? Let go of all of the thing because people want to choose the lesser of two evils. 
and it's not working and it'll never work. What did Trump do? He brings in his Zionist hoodlum son-in-law, Jared yeah. Kushner, as fair. bad as Hunter Biden. Okay. That's fair. Then he brings in John Bolton, who's a, I mean, he's a fucking war criminal, this guy. Okay. Excuse my language. All right. But it's horrible. Then look at Stephen Miller. He surrounded himself with Zionist hoodlums. But when you really go look at the data, a deal was made between Netanyahu and Roger Stone that they would get him data. And that's how Trump was put in. All right. He would put make Jerusalem the embassy and he would screw up the deal with Iran. All right. Trump is by look, I met with him and he called me because I helped him make a half a billion dollars without the election fraud stuff I did. And I can show that. So when he called me, he had just endorsed a guy who committed election fraud here in Massachusetts, Sean. And when I got the letter, we respectfully said, we're not coming to Mar-a-Lago. How many people do you know who would say, oh, I'm not coming to see you, Trump? All these Trump, oh, oh my God, you got invited. I said, no, it is a principled position we took. And then I got invited again. And when I went to see him, he looked like an out-of-work actor, Sean. And people need to understand these people are professional actors. And what did he do during his time? He's the one who implemented Operation Warp Speed, allowed it to occur. Oh, Trump is poor guy. He had to bring these people in. Well, I thought he had big brass balls, Sean. He didn't fire Fauci. It was our campaign, Fire Fauci, as you remember. We did this Fire Fauci campaign. We raised 120,000 signatures. We drove our bus for two days down and we to and we delivered these signatures long before these grifter doctors ever showed up. This is in March of 2020. All right. He made a ton of money off my work, but he didn't do shit for election fraud except Mike Lindell and him sold a lot of pillows. All right. So I'm in I've been in the middle of this. And unlike other people just wore a hat, I gave him money and you can look it up in FEC and I supported him. But as a scientist, as an engineer, someone who cares, you have to take away your rose-colored glasses and think Trump is better than Biden. Incrementally, one may be better, one may be the other. But this is this lesser of two evils philosophy, Sean. This is why we keep degenerating, degenerating, degenerating. And this is the crux of the issue. The establishment creates the dialectic, okay? And then you think, oh, wow, my, my team got in. So happy. Well, really? Well, let's go through all the things that Trump did not do, all right? He teed it up to have the situation that you have here in Palestine and Israel. These people are organized crime families. They have their differences. And if we represent working people, if one of them attacks another, we shouldn't give a crap, Sean. Sean, That has nothing to do with our business. They don't help us because look at the data. And this is from Kaiser Permanente. I want you to look at that. Look at that, that red line. Life expectancy in the United States, 1980. This did not occur with the vaccines. It occurred with John Kennedy, who created the 1962 Vaccination Act. It occurred with in the 1970s when they consolidated the department, when they created the Department of Education, when they consolidated science. The elites have been destroying us, the swarm. Trump is part of the swarm. So if you truly want to care about the working people, we need to recognize that no change has ever come from above. They keep wanting us to believe this, Sean, because we all work hard, man. After a while, it gets hard. Trump is part of the swarm. He executed for them flawlessly. He printed $8 trillion. Six point, you know, the 600 billionaires increased their wealth by 2.3 trillion. 
Obama printed $8.1 trillion in two terms. You see, they're, they're just are different crime families. They have a little bit of differences. Push comes to shove. They all come together against us. You know what? I'm going to show your website in just one second, but uh, I mentioned some of the systems of control. Certainly the GOP and the DNC are at the top of that list. Media Matters for America is another system of control. But here's yet another. As YouTube is now banning health-related channels, okay? Disease X is on its way, we're told. YouTube is now openly banning anybody who is not down with World Health Organization talking points. If you stray at all from whatever officialdom comes from the WHO, your channel is now being shadow banned or terminated by people like this, the chief content officer at YouTube. It's time to boycott YouTube, guys. Head on over to Rumble and BitChute and just boycott YouTube. It's yeah, another my, system my, my subscribers on YouTube have been like 252,000, and they haven't even grown at all, Sean. They don't grow. So the mo- the modern way they do, because they're afraid that I'll sue them, is they keep you on, but they keep you in a digital cage. That's the new, that's, so censorship 10.0, you know? Keep that's you great. contained. And so you sort of are in this world. But the I think it's really, really important to remember, Sean, there is no shortcut. We have to build a bottoms-up movement. The good news is our campaign exists. We've created the science of how people can create it at Truth, Freedom, Health. Because you're not going to be able to do this without honestly looking at the facts and letting go. You have to look at that curve, man. You have to say, that's from Kaiser Permanente. And the, and the gray curve is the rest of the world, okay? They're also going to go like this. And so the elites create problems, fake ones, and bogus problems. They don't have solutions. My life has been about delivering solutions. You have to really think about what these people are about, Sean. They say whatever they need to say, Sean. And that's their new technique. They have ChatGPT. They have ChatGPT watching my videos. They have predictive analytics saying, wow, people really like when he said Zionist cocksucker, you know, or people really liked him because I do it from a real perspective. And then they go to their fake anti-establishment people. Okay, Trump, stop using voter fraud, use election fraud. And that's what he did in November after Mark Meadows called me here. All right. I can get into all the details. Vivek the snake is literally attempting to be a replica of me. They literally are doing predictive analytics. They're having chat GPT and they put messages out there. And that's the control system, Sean. Input, output. They're saying, wow, people are breaking. Let's put this input here of these fake anti-establishment people. So yes, in many ways, Trump, Vivek the snake, Bernie Sanders, you know, all these fake fighters on the left are actually worse than the wolves. They're both bad because you think Biden is the enemy and Trump ain't. You see what I'm saying? No, 100%. I totally see what you're saying. And I think the audience does too. Uh, Unfortunately, it's just salt in an open wound, right? As our country collapses from within uh, with this Marxist communist total takeover and these evil, evil, overtly evil systems of control, People are really starting to feel desperate. And uh, you guys really ought to watch this swarm video, Shatter the Swarm, over at shattertheswarm.com. It'll take you right here. And yes, I know it's on YouTube. That's unfortunate. We got to get you a Rumble channel. We got it. We got it everywhere, Sean. We have. Are you, it. Are you on Rumble too? We're on Rumble. We're on Gab. We have it on our own platform. We're on oh, it's Tech- right here in front of me. Sure. I see. Okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so we also have it on vashiva.com. That's running off of our server but we also have an ability to run off our own servers you say so we have it everywhere man 
All right. Well, God bless you. I appreciate the truth as you see it. And uh, I'm always happy to have you on the show. And uh, how did it turn out then for our uh, our friend who uh, was well, well, today, well, for, this uh, morning, daring to get signatures? Well, this morning was his, right? Because they, they, they charged him with third degree trespassing. And they lied in the police report saying he went inside the store and was collecting signatures. Totally bullshit. Okay. They need to do third degree. So they can trump up charges. So we he went in today. We found him. You know, this is Franklin, Kentucky, man. I had to spend two days nonstop trying to find him an attorney. Mm -hmm. And we found him one and he pleaded uh, not guilty. And and we said we want discovery. We want all the video and everything. So that'll occur in March. But we're not going to let this go, Sean. But the point is this. You see, I have to spend our money fighting this. We have to do all this work, right? They don't even have to do any of it. Trump doesn't have to collect signatures. Nikki Haley doesn't have to collect signatures. DeSantis doesn't have to collect signatures. Biden doesn't have to collect signatures. What? We're like dog doo-doo? Like we work for a living? We don't. Why why do we have to collect signatures then? Mm -hmm. You see? So it's a two-tier system. And it is against working people. Working people go to Walmart. Working people stand outside of Walmart to talk to their friends who are working people counting, coming outside of Walmart to collect signatures. Yeah. And then they have a working person who's a police officer who's ignorant attacking working people. You see, they have working people attacking working people mm-hmm. while yep. they sit back and watch all of this with entertainment, collect money for their fake theater. Oh, my God, Trump is going to not be on the ballot. Give him a half a billion dollars. Ooh. And then the, and the Democrats say, we can't allow Trump on the ballot. Give them a half a billion. It's all this bullshit, absolute WWE. That's what's going on, Sean. And mm-hmm. more of us awake from it. And I'll, I'll give you this one lesson, you see, that took place. People say, well, can you give me an example of when people broke from the Trump and the Bidens? You see what I'm saying? Both wings. Whenever people raise their consciousness, and everyone listen to this, and we break with courage from this so you're not you know, being a beggar to these false messiahs, change occurs overnight, Sean. And a a stellar example is the Vietnam War, okay? When the Vietnam War first started, the young kids would not want to go fight, right? They were trying to figure out their politics. They blamed Barry Goldwater, right? The Republicans are warmongers. The Republicans want to kill these yellow people in Vietnam. They were the evil, and the Democrats got a pass, right? Just like we're doing now. Biden's an idiot. Biden's an idiot. Trump's going to come save us. All right. So that Vietnam War movement, you know, they'd have these big protests, you know, the drug culture, the counterculture with Abby Hoffman. And it never really made any significance because the theory was Democrats, anti-war, Republicans, pro-war, right? And so what ends up happening? In 1968, and everyone can go watch this video wherever you want to watch it, you will see a protest outside of the Democratic Convention because the anti-war movement was growing, right? And inside the Democratic Convention, Lyndon Johnson had machine guns, Sean, pointing at the doors. Now, this is in Chicago, Democrat Chicago, the organized Daily Machine Chicago. Mayor Daly was part of the, you know, essentially a mobster, all right? And when these students are protesting, Johnson and the Daily Machine unleash the Chicago police. And that's when people are like, what the hell's going on? The Democratic Party's beating the heads. People are being beaten by batons, bleeding, skulls being smashed, right? Outside. 
And that's when people said, holy shit, the Democrats, too, are pro-war. And when the wing of the anti-war movement said, screw the Democrats, screw the Republicans, and they broke, the war ended in about 16 months, Sean. You see, as long as we stay stuck, like fly trapped to these false saviors, nothing's going to happen, Sean. Nothing. And that's what I figured out as a child, you know, as a teenager, 1970, uh, 1984, when I saw this dynamic, how you had Reagan, Mondale, the obvious red, blue, and then the false anti-establishment forces and how they keep the entertainment going. Trump, Vivek the Snake, Tulsi Gabbard, Fox News, media grifters, Joe Rogan, all these people are grifters, man. Effort Carlson. They they never do the right thing at the right time like you did, Sean, in September 2020. Well, I appreciate that. It cost me my YouTube channel, but I would do it again in a heartbeat. Vivek, I'm Vivek. See, you're right. They are trying to whipsaw us into That's thinking what I'm saying. Vivek, aren't I'm they? People, people really think he's me. I mean, he literally copies my stuff. Our hat says truth, freedom, health. He puts truth. I mean, you got to understand the guy's a piece of shit. A Brahmin bullshitter was given everything his whole life, made money off a fake useless drug, which failed for clinical trials, applied for an affirmative action scholarship, and later says he's against us. I mean, go look at these people's histories. How did they make their money? Bullshitting, bullshitting, bullshitting. Bullshitter Maximus. So the issue that we have to think about, Sean, is the elites, the swarm, internally, they know they're bullshitters. They're highly insecure people, Sean. They've never had the fortitude of actually studying, sitting down, earning something, doing something legitimately. Everything that they've done, Sean, has come from being in the swarm, okay? Networking, hanging around, going to the right parties, sucking up to this person, being sucked by this person, whatever they do, okay? So they have no integrity. They're professional con men, and they look for gullible victims, and they say whatever they need to say. So the integrity issue comes back to you and everyone listening. Do you want to be a Zionist cocksucker? Do you want to support these people? What are you actually doing? Who are these people? Do they get up in the morning and work and do real work? What are Who are these people? Are they one of us? And you have to ask that question. And why are you denying your own dignity? Because I can say that electrician who went out there, I have far more respect for her than Trump. Come on. Bangs whoever he wants, then thinks he's a Christian. Vivek the Snake, Nikki Haley, Biden. All these people are organized crime families. And we have to have integrity for ourselves, Sean, and respect hard work we do and support us. There is an us versus them, but it ain't red versus blue. It ain't black versus white. It ain't Muslim versus Christian. It is the 300 million of us in the United States, the 8 billion of us against this very small fraction of people who use system science to manipulate and suppress you and oppress you mentally. So that's where we're at, Sean. I agree. That is where we're at. And uh, I would recommend everybody go to shattertheswarm.com. What other of your sites would you like people to know about right now? Yes. So, so everyone listening, if you go to shatter, if you go to shatter the swarm, get one of these shatter the swarm bumper stickers. If you're outside of the country. Okay. You can also, a simple thing, activism thing people can do, Sean, they can go to Shiva, numeral four, president.com and get one of these bumper stickers. You put this on your car, Sean, 100,000 people see it per day. The third level of activism is go and get, go to Shiva for president, download this flyer. 
This flyer tells you the core problem. They're destroying the health of everyone. Who is a swarm, right? We have our campaign video. We then have truth, freedom, and health, what you can do to get trained. And then come to our town hall. Sean, in fact, we have a town hall tonight, okay? At um, uh, We do it every every night. We do it uh, at 8 p.m. You can go to Shiva for President slash town hall to sign up. It's free. There's no charge. You don't have to donate to the campaign or go to 11 a.m. every Thursday. So that's what we're doing, Sean. And notice I haven't asked for money one time here, not once. So how can people support us? If you truly want to ensure that America wins and you want to be a part of that, go volunteer Chiever for president. Help us collect ballot signatures, Sean, because it is a very defining moment. You will learn a lot. You will learn the tyranny on the ground. You will experience it, Sean, head on head. And we want people to see what's going on in this country, that they do not want a highly qualified person ever getting in the White House who's not part of them. And they attack us. They attack you. They attack me. They attack working people. And that's what people need to get a handle of. If you want to donate to us, guess what? We give you books. We give you courses because we want you to understand this dynamic. So that's what the goal is. Truthfreedomhealth.com to really understand the dynamics. Go to shattertheswarm.com to see who is controlling you and how we shatter them. And then go to Shiva for President, numeral4president.com and get involved. We've created activities. We have hundreds of thousands of volunteers in every state. You will have a community. You will not feel alone. You will not degenerate yourself to thinking you have to vote for one of these, a snake or a Trump or a Haley or a doofus like Biden. You don't have to lower our standard, Sean. Guys, I'll leave the links below. And uh, I really do appreciate everybody taking part, taking the time to go visit the site, learn, watch that swarm video. It's really, really important, guys, to understand what we're up against. And uh, Doc, I want to thank you for your time. Like I said, you know, I would do it again with my YouTube channel. I would have that same conversation with you again, and I'd lose my YouTube channel all over again because truth is paramount. And uh, I really do appreciate your time today. Thank you so much. Thanks, Sean. Be well. Be the light. Thank you. All right. God bless you, sir. Friends, I'll leave the links below. Thanks for tuning in. And I'll remind you every single day for free, check us out for the real news, the antidote to corporate propaganda and all those mockingbird mainstream media lies at sgtreport.com. God bless you and yours. Bye-bye. Get out of the old system. Get assets in your own possession. You can get back in the old system after the crash, but get out of the old system. Get assets that you can control with your own hands. And your own guns can defend them and get your shit ready because the financial system is not long for this world.